We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, and most times we go deep. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmo Mon09, Rachel Burt. Ayo! Ayo! Okay, it's that kind of night. And we'll be covering the series premiere, I guess a limited series, right? Limited series. Limited yeah. series yeah. is probably a better word, of The Walking Dead World Beyond. Oh, okay, before we start the show, I kind of want to actually go through a Facebook comment that we got that I thought was particularly interesting. I get interesting things all the time, but it's rare to get such a quite an interesting question like this, because it's nothing to do with The Walking Dead World Beyond. And yet, in some way, it kind of does. The conversation starts off with, all I took from those, the ad that we put up, because it, it was a response to our ad, is that they're going deep. Ha 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 ha, laughing emoji, you know, because we go deep sometimes we go deep. <laughs> okay, but seriously, I love The Walking Dead. Arg, 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 all hail The Walking Dead. Now I go, Jordan Sweet, you ain't wrong, we go pretty deep. Hashtag experience. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, lol, IDKY, but sometimes I wonder what it would be like if zombies had, sec- had, had a sex drive. Already off to a great start. <laughs> laughing emoji, laughing emoji. And then I respond with a laughing emoji and I go, can I quote you laughing emoji? As funny as oh that is, this God. is an example of how deep we go. And I don't think you're going to like the answer. <laughs> and he says, hell yes, oh please do. Gosh. And I say, I'll answer that question at the top of the of episode 101. Now, I didn't keep that promise, but I'm going to keep it now in episode 102. The answer is, if zombies are all id, meaning it's just about want and desires, it's kind of like what I was talking about in episode 101 with regards to Beta's Requiem for Beta, how the zombies were all like caressing him slash mm-hmm. about to tear him apart. And he's like this, he's like asking for it because that's that's the right. So the idea of the dude from Perfume pouring the scent all over him, well, these people wanted him so badly. They wanted every bit of him and then they tore him apart and ate him in the street. And so what it would be like for a zombie to have a sex drive, I think it would be like tearing at your dick. <laughs> And, and sex, I think, I kind of consider as being like a two-way street kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, as it should as be. As it should be, right? Yeah I, yeah. I don't think what we could call, we would call, well, maybe two zombies, but they wouldn't want each other. They'd want you. Right. And a zombie with, it's just, it's just. Yeah, if they were, if zombies walking around horny instead of hungry. I don't know. That'd be like. I mean. That'd be like 10th degree rape. <laughs> right? Oh my God. <laughs> Where it moves past <laughs> rape to something completely unrecognizable. Like, it's coming at you, and then, like, you know, they're coming at you like this, and then all of a sudden they, they start going down. Right. And they just... like, oh, wait a minute! <laughs> right. But it's not about giving, it's about getting pleasure. So, like, what would they be, like, sticking their... Well, I mean, look, if it's dangly, it's off. Yeah, I mean... It, it's probably off. I think... Okay, yeah. here's the deal. Now, again, like we said, I don't think you're going to like the answer. <laughs> If they're dangly bits, they're probably flopped off a long time ago. I think it, right. I think it would be the female walkers. However, I'm just I'm gonna say it right now. I'm just stupid. <laughs> I could see it going inside out. The female parts, like oh this, gross. This goes like, like Man, you're getting you're getting like real real graphic. I'm just picturing zombies like what like shoving people down and then dry humping them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking they want the pleasure. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Like it's them. Well, it's what well, I yeah. want. They're they're trying to get pleasure out of it, but they're zombies and they don't know and how. So they're just, so they're just like squatting. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> in perpetuity. Like, like, like in video games when you die you, and you do the squat thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. You crouch squat. Yeah, exactly. Zombies are just running around squatting on everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And it looks like we've got Sharon D in the chat. Sharon D, I hope you enjoyed our. <laughs> you see, here's the thing. <laughs> 
zombie-id desire would be, like, so unrecognizable to us that we can't even properly describe it. I think about, like, a person that would do something that we know of. I, that already, to me, is alien to me. Like, I can't understand it. Can't understand the desire or the, the desire or the mechanics or, you know, I don't know how it works and yeah. I don't want to know how it works. But... <laughs> Yeah, some, so, like, can you imagine what zombie weird shit is going to be like? I can't. I can't do it. It's not in my, it's not my brain. To describe it would mean the fall of humanity. Like, if you, it's kind of like once you know the secrets of the world, that's when you pass away. It's like, oh, yeah, I finally understand the secrets of the, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've reached enlightenment. <laughs> you know, enlightenment. Thanks, um, Jordan Swain from Facebook. Yeah, that was a good, good start. Good kickoff. I did really appreciate the, the opening scene only after the second time I watched watched it though um after i realized uh iris is an artist watching it the first time i'm like what the hell's going on she's an artist so she's seeing her her dreams uh sort of as drawings and sketches as well yeah exactly exactly it's just all yeah. swirling together in her speech even she's like doodling too like all these little sketches mm -hmm. and she has to doodle for for uh, felix's birthday card which we see in this episode as well but yeah this goes back to something that we were talking about when we were like reviewing all the teasers like we had the the last teaser which covered you know, Fear the Walking Dead season six, The Walking Dead World Beyond. We had we took two two teasers down for The Walking Dead World Beyond, and that one big, well, not so big teaser in opening minutes into The Walking Dead's sixteenth episode of season ten. Um, in that, we kind of said it looks like these these people are brought up to think of the future rather than the now, and I really underestimated how much that played into the episode all throughout. Like, it's not only a very personal thing, but it's a very ethos thing. When uh, Hope goes to visit her mom, and you, we see like the the great the great graveyard yeah i got a very heads on pike feeling and then the markers felt very you know hilltop coinish oh that's interesting to too. i i really didn't even connect the two but what what made you think of the pikes just specifically how they looked just, yeah just i mean just because they were straight sticks up coming from the ground yeah. yeah yeah but but then when i when i saw the marker on there well from far away you just see a whole bunch of markers and i was like oh that it immediately made me think of the the little hilltop coin um and then when we see the front i'm like oh i okay I see it's a it's a name marker right um yeah and and then I was like then it kind of made me think of the the spikes mm -hmm. probably because the last time we see the hilltop coin is right by a spike so right this is what just falling <laughs> and did yeah. you get a good look at the one that uh, hope is looking at her mother's yeah. i i thought i did now you're making me question oh, there's, there's, there's two <laughs> there's two things to look out for one that means nothing to you and everything to me but 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 one thing is every single one of them says um you know the birth date and then till nsf oh yeah nsf i was trying to figure out what that could stand for okay and i i'll give I you a couple guesses but i don't i don't think it's right do you do you know what it stands yeah, for or do you I, have a theory like, what you think? i'm like a cat playing with a mouse like you do you know what it is you you know what it is you <laughs> I do. You I do, do know what it stands yeah. for, though. It means how, who? How do? Where did it? Where? How do? How do I know? Said? I don't know, but I know it's the night the sky fell. NSF. I mean, they reference it a lot in the episode too. But the idea of the okay, I took it as um, no soul found. Like they they never recovered a body. Very common, by the way. You're not the only one who thought that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know. But I mean, meaning. Maybe they still didn't find her, but it was still the night the sky fell. I, I definitely think it's that. I don't like that whole... I, the, I, the mythos kind of thing? That's one of, Everything has a that's, symbol? That's one of my... No, that's that's just one of my beefs that she keeps calling it the night the sky fell. It was a plane! It was a plane! Say the night of the plane crash. Well, no, here's the thing. It would be fine if it was just one plane, but it was either multiple planes or it was huge chunks of the plane that were falling after that. Because you saw the, the fuselage what? fall, right? Yeah. But then there were oh, other yeah, things yeah. that kept falling 
calling on them, you know, sure. you know, in their town from, from the plane. Yeah, probably. What are the? I mean, I, I'm I'm not against the idea of multiple planes, but really, really, what are the chances that two planes are going to crash? in the same town. I mean, they're going to be in the sky out of each other's way anyway. You know what I mean? And then they lose signal or whatever. There's still going to be a decent way out of each other's way. I, I It's not totally impossible, but I would find it really hard to believe that two planes crashed in the same town. Unless they were both trying to land on the airstrip because they were both getting zombie attacks on their plane. And then, you know, at some point they crashed in midair because they're, they're both slur- circling the sky. Imagine this, if you will. <laughs> Is there a airport near o- there? Oma- There's a li- Is- near Omaha, probably. I mean, I've been, I've been to Omaha. I've been to Nebraska. I've been, you know, down the have, down the interstate. I've driven through it. Exactly. It's it stinks. I, I visited Aurora one for one day. That wasn't that yeah. was enough. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was just one one beef. Yeah. The night the sky fell. It just, it sounds like something a, a a child would say. Well, it does give us you know. it does give us like like visions of. I mean, if I don't know about you, but like the webisode of uh, Flight four fifty four fifty one four sixty two. Sure, I forget what it was. The, the Fear like, the Walking Dead like webisodes. Mm-hmm. Flight four sixty two. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, which all but is relevant because that happened a lot. I mean, Flight four sixty two was emblematic of what would happened. You know, over Omaha. You know, planes go down, people die, and some people survive. I mean, I can see why they call it that. And then calling things Monuments Day, because, I mean, I don't know, it's kind of like Alexandria. Like, I mean, what would happen if they actually made it 10 years down the line without any hiccups? Yeah. Um, I'm reading Blaze, uh, Charity's comment. What is it with AMC and Omaha? <laughs> <laughs> see a zombie manning the Cinnabon. I do kind of want to bring it back to the se- season one of The Walking Dead. Or is it season one or season two? I think it's season two, where, you know, they get to Herschel's farm, and they meet up with this dude named Dave from, from Nebraska. You know, Rick meets up with this mm-hmm. guy named Dave, who's played by, I forget his name again. Uh, oh, no, Michael Raymond James. I remembered it. Oh. Yes. And then they have that standoff and obviously Rick wins. And yet here we go. We, we bring this one reference and it becomes a whole other show. Anyway, so so think of it, if, <laughs> if you will, two planes in distress have to go down and they both fight for the same landing strip. I can easily see there being a midair collision. And where are the, where are the um, air traffic controllers? I'm going to get the flock out of here. You know, I mean, this is every man for himself. Sure. Um, and you know, you remember season five of Fear the Walking Dead, where, they, where Althea talks about both the military and the National Guard facing off. You know, so there there could be stuff midair, there could be stuff on the ground. I even remember something like one of the drawings from The Walking Dead: World Beyond, with like image imagery of a fighter plane shooting down a commercial airliner. So it it might not have been a crash; it might have been a midair explosion. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So all this could okay. have been yeah. planned. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've seen movies in the past, and I don't know if this is something in real life, where if there is a terrorist attack and all the passengers are dead or whatever, or if there's a contagion on a plane and there are certain protocols to not let it go down, you know, the, the Air Force will be instructed to shoot it out of the sky, that sort of thing. I feel the beef. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I can see why they would do that because you have to sort of indoctrinate everybody into the sa- on the same page, you know, living for tomorrow, not thinking of today, that sort of thing. I'm trying to make it sit well and it just won't <laughs> well because we're used to something else we're used to civilizations failing because of so many reasons well, too yeah. i'll yeah. tell you why i i understand where you're coming from because and it's it's this one thing near the end iris's doodles are a plane crash pizza dna strand and question and question marks over virginia and texas and and other places oh man i miss that shit mm-hmm. there was also um her dad a, a little sketch of her dad leading her and hope into through the 
gates of colony. Oh, campus the, colony. At the very top, there was a little gate and it was open and you see a man with two small children. Mm, right. Because the mom dies. Mm. The reason why you're having a hard time is that The Walking Dead more than anything else, to a degree, everybody is living, trying to live for themselves or trying to survive. I come first. You know, my survival is paramount to everybody else's survival. And then eventually they come around to the idea of, okay, maybe we can, by way of surviving together, I am saving myself as an individual, right? That's not how this okay. ended up working. And, you know, obviously that's hard. You know, so if you're thinking about, I need to survive for me and maybe we can come together as a community, that's way hard. So what they did is they focus on the collective. If we focus on the collective and forget about ourselves, and that's really present everywhere, then people kind of, you know, they come together in a way that you wouldn't think they could. But then you'll mm -hmm. see problems later where they're going like, like Iris is having right now. You know, I'm having these dreams. I feel like I'm not living for myself because well, they've achieved this level of safety, right? But now it's just like mm -hmm. I'm having this existential crisis where I'm not living for myself and for today and for my desires. So what is living? What is surviving for if it means I can't live for myself? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I wrote was you know, Iris more than ever realizes that she needs to help her dad, that this is literally the only thing that matters. Like, meaning it's not enough to, to make the community work, but I now I need to make me work. I need to I need to survive for myself. And part of that is saving my dad. It's not enough to live for the collective, but you must first live for the individual, too. That's what Dr. K tells right, her. The psychologist, the therapist, etc. I don't know if she's a psychologist. She's something. Yeah. Maybe just a good friend. I kind of liked her. <laughs> I did, too. Straight talking. I did, too. And, and you know, I know. And, and just to give you guys a little factoid, uh, that wasn't the originally casted person for that role. Really? In the teaser, it's it's notably a different woman. Uh, let me give you the picture because you'll remember it when I when I do the impression. Because she says the how many people are yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me bring it up. Yeah. Because I'm going to say it in her voice. There, there oh, are 9,671 souls. Do you remember her saying that? It doesn't say that in the show. Yeah. She says it. There's 9,671 people here. Too many to think about. You know, like, so she says it in kind of a softer way. The other one was kind of like, oh, souls. Ooh, Smarmy <laughs> with a cigarette in her mouth or something. You know, like you could see, you could see her like after, after Iris leaves, she's like... <laughs> With her, like, oxygen <laughs> lighting up. Right. This is how I, I pictured that woman going out. She lights up and then just lights the tip of her oxygen. The whole room explodes. And that's why they have to leave. Because of that Because of that crazy bitch. Oh, jeez. I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. I don't care about the collective anymore. <laughs> I changed my mind. I like the barred doors that they have in their in the old folks' home, though. Yeah. That's, that's ingenious. Yeah. It really is. I remember in our past episodes, one of the things that I said, I can't remember which episode, though, like we were talking about what would make the safest community. I said, first things first, get those kinds of doors in, in your, in your um, yep. communities, because, you know, you don't want to walk into a situation where you fall asleep and then, you know, you turn, then you just murk out everybody else. You would have to have these kinds of bars exactly. that only you as a human would be able to figure out. Like, maybe like a puzzle right. door or whatever, but like maybe even not, maybe even not that complicated. I mean, it could just be like a lift and swing, to just something complicated, you know? Yeah, um, and even like from the other side, like the, this, like you have to reach through the bars and go like that. Right, exactly. Opens from the outside. reach through and know how to, yeah, exactly. But at one point we had said um, the prison was perfect for that because they were cells, sort of. you know, yeah. they were sleeping in cells. Well, I mean, it wasn't, didn't look the nicest, but it was rational. I mean, you lock yourself in at night, you, if you die, you know, of course that didn't happen and then vincent killed everyone so yeah <laughs> that's the thing like like i don't know about you but every time i see like a prison scene i always think oh god is somebody gonna lock themselves in you know that that sort of thing every single time 
every <laughs> single time. It always makes me nervous. Hopefully you can help me with this one. Um, I think it's Hope says uh, her and Iris are talking and she's all pissed off, of course. And she says, you know, they took our dad and sent us a soldier. Who are they referring to? I I don't think it's Felix. No, no. I happen to think it's the soldier at the end that reports to Lieutenant Kublik. Sorry, Lieutenant Colonel Kublik. The, the young kid? Yeah, the young kid. The guy, the actor's name is Al Calderon. We we do know, we, okay. I, I did look up the character that he plays and I just don't remember who he's called. And the reason why I think it is. Okay. So to, let's give let's give everybody a little bit of context. Because Hope uh, stowed away on the bus that meet that Iris meets up with to meet Lieutenant Colonel Elizabeth Kublik, she's able to see from the graveyard in which she's leaving the flowers for her mother that it's not just one helicopter. It's five helicopters. One that carries her, the other, the other four carry shipping containers. Hope finally admits to this near the end of the episode. I was sitting there thinking, why don't you trust? Tell her why you don't trust this this uh, Lieutenant Colonel. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, okay, fine, fine. And then instead she's harp he's she's harping on the fact that like you're not sleeping you're dreaming your daddy or no she doesn't know that yet she's like you're, you're not sleeping there's a reason why you're having nightmares tell me what happened you know yeah. tell me what you felt that the night when the sky fell blah 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 and um she admits her dreams in front of a all basically the entire campus Everybody. Colony. yeah jeez can't talk to your sister but you can talk to yeah thousands of people but you, okay. you know you know what i thought was really cool about that or like kind of funny as how many people will choose to do that like say on twitter rather than talk to somebody in person there's a little difference there though when you post stuff on social media you're not facing a crowd you're not actually seeing these faces that are reading what you're saying or you feel like you're not she's in front she's in front of these people yeah you know that's br- she can see them would you not say that's brave <sighs> Right? Doesn't it go back to these repeating themes of, that they bring up in, this, in the episode? I don't. I don't know that I would call it brave. I think she should have talked to her sister first. I think she should have ta- too. Right? Like we're both of yeah. an age where, like, okay, you know, what? we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna hang our dirty laundry. That's yeah. You know, like for I, everybody yeah. to see. But they're teenagers. I mean, you know, it, they're yeah. not us. <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, everyone's going to think she's a lunatic now. Well, not that it matters, obviously. Exactly, not that it matters anymore. It out, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I'm like, people are going to think you're nuts. Like, shut and up. Yet, you don't, don't admit that. And yet the, there is something kind of cool about that. Like, I mean, I'll tell you from my own experience as a teenager, the second, the minute that I put myself out there, the minute I was given the opportunity to give myself out there, because the bars for entry to become cool in high school are very high, especially for somebody who's five Five foot two and remains five foot two, uh, as attractive <laughs> as I am. <laughs> spring concert senior year so you're already like two months away from graduating i had not been cool for four years and all of a sudden people hear my singing voice they hear my they see my acting i was in four different performances that that day i was helping out different people with different projects including my own i did i did like purple haze with the, the whole band behind me and so there's like singing there's acting there's acapella um and tambourine <laughs> tambourine for another band but then after that thing finally like you know people people it's it was like it was it's like i'm telling you about perfume it's like the second you put the scent on he's like not sure if they like you for you or they like you for what you did but like all of a sudden i was getting all this attention like people saying you made me cry today like seriously and i'm sitting there going like i don't understand this you know i try to be genuine with all of even all of of a sudden you guys want a videotape of me having done that performance or where can i get where can i get the uh the the cassette but let me get back to that point 
to the point. There's something to be said about putting yourself out there that makes people pay attention to you. This girl was this this girl was already you know class president, right? And now she's doing something completely radical, something that in in a normal context would people would make fun of, but at the same time, something she's never done. She's saying the Civic Republic, I don't trust you. She's saying right oh, in, that part, I right like. in front of their face. I like that. Yeah, that was very brave. Every, that was very brave. But in a, in a sense, every bit of it was brave. Like we could die tomorrow is like the basic sentiment. And she just watched her therapist try to lunge at her as a walker, injured her head, mm-hmm. and was traumatized. That scene was actually really cool. Her sitting down in the corner, you know, while everybody's taking the body out in fast motion. Yeah. Were you screaming at her like I was when she when she opened the door and then looked this way? I'm like, what are you looking at? She's gonna grab you. Right. <laughs> well. And then she did. I I, I was. I was kind of like I, I said, there was something about like what is she looking at? There's there something about the way that she, that like that went down. I was just more like I just felt bad for her. Like this was the only person she could tell anything to, and the shock that you don't have that lifeline anymore. Now, now see, now see that that she's not the only person she could talk to. She's the only person she did. That she talk felt to. like she can talk to exactly, yeah. but that's not that's not true. And now she has lots of people to talk to. And now with that gone, yeah. it just all falls out, right? It's just, there's nothing. There's no. There's no like little right. rubber bung, as they say, to hold everything in. Yep. It's just. It's it's like what we we're talking about. Do walkers poop? <laughs> It just falls out, <laughs> as Nisa says. It's gotta. So now I, nope. I want to go back to what uh, Sharon D saying. Someone says that soldier has a bite on his face. Uh, it, I I saw blood. I just spatter. saw blood spatter. Also, I thought yeah. though originally when I saw the teasers, oh, what, what's is he is he is he have, does he have a mangled face? You know, because you know, you're watching this teaser from like a grainy computer, you know, image <laughs> and whatever. But now that you're seeing it on right. you know full HD, you're like, all right, well, it's just blood spatter. I get it. He looks badass, yeah. but I get it. I think. I think if he had a bite on his face, Elizabeth would have taken him out right there. If he did, though, it, it would probably have been like a scar or something like that weird. Some, something. Maybe it was like a sex scar. <laughs> He's the, he had a, he had a <laughs> like pre-apocalypse badass girlfriend, and then that it was- just healed over badly. <laughs> Ten-year-old scar. Yeah, exactly. Ten-year-old scar. You know, we don't have the we don't have that kind of sex anymore. Yeah. It's more like it's more like Walker sex now. During Iris's talks with um, Dr. K, she brings up well, uh, Dr. K brings up how she's she's um, having a hard time coming to grips with the fact that she was not with Hope when their mom died. Right. And Dr. K makes a point to say, you know, there's a reason you weren't there. What? Did, how did she she phrased it in a way that made me wonder what she was doing? Like it wasn't just that they got separated, but but that Iris and her dad were actually doing something else instead of being there or looking. I don't know. She phrased it in such a way that made me think that Iris could have been there, but but was someplace some someplace else doing something more important. Oh, the exact does that make the sense? exact wording that that Hope says is that she froze, and then in the midst of her freezing, she was pulled away. It pulled. She was actually separated right. from her father and her mother and Iris. Right, but there's a but there's a line that Doctor K says to Iris. Oh, it defines it. That moment defined the rest of your life is, is which is that what you're going it for it was it was right before that oh. it was right before that line she said oh 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 well you, you have to remember like the reason why they got separated was because part of the sky fell it actually if you can see for a split second uh their dad leopold bennett leo bennett um mm-hmm. being blasted forward in a split second iris gets separated because of that um hope gets separated with her mom they get pulled away this way something falls behind right. them that forces them forward and they can't see each other anymore they have to- and then there's people and then like a whole rush of people come between them and then they get lost uh, and uh, empties too start mm-hmm. spilling out mm-hmm. of the fuselage you know some of them some right. of them look like in nurses outfits and it's just weird or uh, i say nurses but they had like the oxygen masks 
hanging from them or masks. So they were alive on the plane because the one guy had the mask <laughs> on. He at least had it on. He was alive for a little <laughs> while and then he was right? real alive. <laughs> yeah. And that's the first time we see Elton's mom too because she's the pregnant woman that they're talking about that Iris is talking about that they can't help. With his little, they want to help her but they little can't. Little sister in the belly. Mm. Right? Yeah. Oh my god, that triceratops horn don't even get me started. Well, why don't we get started? It seems like Elton was going has been going out for the last 10 years. 10 years he's been looking for this thing and Silas just happens to trip over it. Yep, yep. Over like what, like a lunchbox or something? I have no idea, but yeah, there it is. Mm. Well, either way, I mean, mm. yeah, that is definitely a bone you could pick with your teeth <laughs> with a triceratops horn. The, the bone I have to pick is what of what use is a fossilized, first of all, not really a triceratops horn. No way, right? right. Too big, too small. Right. Um, what good is that going to do against a, a walker? That was my big bone with, to pick. I don't with a shoelace tied to a stick yeah, or some yeah something i mean i'll grant even the lacing maybe these look let's let's be real here these kids oh. i'm gonna grant even the fact that these kids could definitely survive better than we would you and me because they are educated that's what they live for the future they get they train like every day we've we've got 10 years of education too <laughs> yeah a different kind of like fucking around and being idiots yeah not these kids well we know we know what not to do how, how does how does judith know spanish that's that's what i want to know right do you know spanish i don't even know Spanish. i mean i can get her i can get by but obviously because of white people in mexico silas and i are learning spanish right well, now now did you right. well i i mean I, I i know a little bit i spent some years in california i mean yeah again we can both get by but these kids could go to another right. country probably i don't know but my point being is like, okay, we'll grant them the fact that they can tie on a triceratops horn. I will not grant them that it will do much. <laughs> That's right. the whole point. Well, and and as we see, Iris doesn't actually use that end when she goes to attack the walker either. Oh. She swings it and hits it with the other okay. end. Okay. Oh, well, okay. There's yeah. at least that. Fine. Okay. I just, I'm, right. I'm skeptical and I'm curious. And first of all, let's, can we just talk about one more thing about that? Is that you, you got in my head. I was going to say, it's Nicholas's, it's. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's Elton's. It's Elton's horn. So why? I, when I saw Iris picking it up, I'm like, "You, you bitch! That's he's been. He's been. Like, <laughs> he's been looking for ten. He's just like cool, cool beans. You, you go ahead." Like, okay. Right. You do you, boo boo. And I'm like, it was for his sister, his sister that he never got to meet. So much like, meaning. You think that this would have sentimental, this should have sentimental value to him, but he's going to tie it to a stick with a shoelace. Like, if you could have maybe explained that, like, in a way that is like, okay, you're obviously more skilled at fighting, maybe. Uh, I, but there was no, there's no talk about that. Do you think that. Uh, the pole that Iris has is, is probably metal, right? Would you assume? Yeah, yeah. I would, Dura, a dense metal that is lightweight. I would, Okay. Grant well, that. Okay. Yeah. Say if it was if it was wood, I would start sharpening that bitch. But if it's metal, I I don't know. I'd maybe try and find a way to flatten one end of it to make it. I wouldn't be tying anything to it. That's my point. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it already has the 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 blade on it. Probably the S pole blade. No, that was that was Hope's um training stick. Remember, oh. she says, "Sorry, you got your my hand me downs." Oh, okay. I thought maybe it, it had one, but I guess not, huh? Felix is probably. She said in the card to Felix. By the way, Hope actually writes in the card in his in the birthday card to Felix all these details we took yours and Will's jackets oh, oh the S-pole oh, oh. and some food so so, so it was <laughs> Felix's S-pole 
And I was thinking about this just before we started, um, before we got on here. Um, this is the first time we've covered the first episode of a new series. Like Walking Dead, we, you started in season eight. Mm-hmm. Fear started in season five. This is this is the first one that we get to start right right out of You're the gate. You're right. I, I didn't even think about that. To be fair, and Sharon D's here too. So there's a little there's yeah. a little a, a little um burrowing rings of our own. There's you. There's me. And there's Sharon Aww. D. Aww. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I, I, I want to. I think they did a good job. Oh, oh no, I was just going to say one thing that Sharon D says, like, I because it, it took me a while to kind of let it click, but she says, you, you know, using it to avenge his sister, the Triceratops horn, it's poetic to a kid. But then, but then he just gives it to gives it to Hope or Iris rather. <laughs> it's just like. Well, I just I think they did a good job for a first episode. You know, they they gave us a lot of questions, and that's what you you know you want to hook everybody in the first one. Just the little nitpicky stuff that I'm like rolling my eyes at. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I remember like writing down some of the nitpicky stuff, but then, you know, of course, you know, we're going through this episode and I'm like, oh, okay, that ex- that part here explains my question here. So I wrote, I just erased that. Then I, oh, okay, that <laughs> explains that. I'm erasing, I'm literally erasing everything because it's so easy. It's so easy yeah. to pick on something. It's so, it's too easy. But then we get to the end and then it gets a little messy. Karen D says, actually, it would have been really poetic if, if he gave the Triceratops hope, uh, horn to Hope instead of Iris, let's say, right? You know, hold on. There's some things that go on in this episode so you have the therapist appointment with with iris right iris is getting therapy treatment there and the therapist basically says you need to live for today or else you're going to keep having these dreams about you being dead because you're not living you're just you're you're mm-hmm. living for the future it means you're not living for now and what the hell is life for but living for now so hope is actually training with huck right okay walker training and i remember one of the lines that yeah. huck says while they're fighting is it has a helmet on so train that way you know train what would you do now beat it back Beat it back. Yep. Well, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought you might like it too. Now, beginning, yeah, beginning like to that. the point, they're both talking to each other about, you know, why do you want to go to Omaha? She says, and she says pointedly, she says, the end, Iris gets it. Iris is the Shane. Sorry, Hope, Hope is, Hope, I keep mix, Hope. messing it up. Hope, Hope is like the Shane yeah. of the group. And Iris is a lot like the Rick of the group, you know, looking towards the future, you know, learning to mm-hmm. live for today. I, and Hope is kind of like the Shane of the group. I'm practical. I know what's going on. This is the end of the world. We are the end. I'm just, whoa, hold on. No, not we are the end of the world. Um, no, she gets it. And she's like, I'm living for now, no matter what. I'm making these stills. I'm going to get caught making hooch and champagne. You know, it's all about the partying. I mean, it, her dad even says it in one of his messages from the Civic Republic. Study, study, but have fun, Iris. Have fun, but study, Hope. You know, I love you girls very much. <laughs> They get it. They're they are kind of like mirror images of each other. And then as long as they're cooperating, they're helping each other, right? The yin and, and the yang, right? Mm-hmm. So they're both having these therapy sessions with two different people at the same time. I, and I love it how the beginning they both invite Silas to the party too, sort of. You know, as they come back, yeah. there's something going on here which is really cool. They're both like each other, but they're both not like each other. And you wonder how that's mm-hmm. going to play out by the end of it because one of the big things that that Matt, I, don't, I think it was Matt Negretti that says this. That he's the showrunner for this series, right? And he came from The Walking Dead, notably the the episode he directed the episode or he produced the episode do you remember in season nine connie in the cornfield with the baby whisperer baby you know with the audible mm-hmm. issues and yeah. stuff like that that was his episode he took he took the reins yeah. on that episode directing that okay. and then directly after that episode we hear about the news because he like he did such a great job you know and he's doing this new series <laughs> on his own so part of the synopsis was two sisters one dark one light meaning like one one bends towards darkness one bends towards light and then at the end of the day they're going to be 
adversaries, or at least that's what the way they made it seem. I'm almost mad mm-hmm. that they said that because I kind of wanted to see that play out. Because right now we're not seeing that. We're seeing these two people are feeding off of each other in a good way. How is that going to shape it, down the line? Yeah, that might continue. I mean, even even if they're fighting with each other, they could still uh, balance each other out. Right. In a positive but when does way, it stop? You know? Or does this synopsis continue? And Hope really called it too. She said people suck, you know, and they do. You know, she says I want to do all these things before I'm gone. I'm not here. Elton says the same that's, thing. I want to do all these that's things. That's what I was going to get to before I'm gone. Like these kids are are way too young to be thinking about existential dread. You know, when I'm when I'm gone. Yeah, like I want to do all this. Stuff. I, I mean, to me, it was almost like like foreshadowing. Yeah, oh, and, and like, for the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. like for the end of the series. Yeah. Well, in what way though? Like, what, where do you maybe, feel like it's going to go? Maybe none of these characters are going to make it out. But maybe that's okay. That's the thing. Well, because they lived for today, well, it's okay that they don't make I'll it have out. To, I'll have to see when I get there if I'm okay with that. But but that to me, it feels like heavy foreshadowing that, that these characters are not going to make it the whole way. You know, they want to do all these things before they die, but they're like 16, 17 years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no, and you're right. I, I don't see a world in which all six of these characters survive, right? But I mean, who knows? Who knows? I Just to finish the thought that I had was that by the end of this episode, I started seeing people pair off a little bit. How can Felix have this little conversation? conversation after they start playing spraying <laughs> the blue paint on the faces of to mark them for the migration patterns of the, the walkers for dr yeah. ba- bavilar i'm marking these names mm-hmm. down for some reason as if they matter right um well, maybe they'll show up yeah later. exactly so, maybe we meet maybe we meet these people right and so huck calls felix out on you know like n- and not thinking he's better than he is you know because mm-hmm. of his past mm-hmm. because he was abused by his parents right and so that that reappears it means that he doesn't take a chance on on things he takes menial tasks that give him minor wins he doesn't take chances doesn't reach for the stars because he, th- he doesn't think he deserves it or doesn't think it, you know good things could come to him and i feel like that played into what he says to the girls later on like you know just better stay where we are things will be worse if we go after your dad that sort of thing and he lets them down you know and and this is like the, the key this is going to keep popping up him not thinking that he's good enough when clearly he's senior s- security force for campus colony and campus colony just took a shit right now and, right? and so what does this person do do when you know listen your back's to the wall you have to now be great your past is going to ha- haunt you but you have to be great now so i don't know i just like mm-hmm. this but i want to get to the, the main point that i was going to try to make was that you start see- seeing people pair off like in particular elton ortiz but by, by the <laughs> way elton ortiz he says you know i want to see what's out there i want to see all this stuff before i die hope is sort of saying the same thing and you can see them kind of gravitate towards each other and yet like you said irony yeah exactly you <laughs> see by the end of the episode that hope hope Shoots. shoots Elton's mother while when they were young. Not only that, not only that, we see um I saw in retribution psychopathic te- psychopathic tendencies in hope. Right. Where 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 Iris freezes, hope is afraid to not freeze. Yeah. You know, well, what happens when I don't killed that woman. She killed that woman and then took a trophy. I, yeah, you could say it's a trophy, but I, I'm, you know, you, you're making a lot of sense. I was thinking more like less a trophy and more like a, a reminder. Like this is what could happen. If she wanted a reminder, why wouldn't she take something from her mother? Good point. That's a really good point. She took this from her victim. Ooh, man, that's dark. That's really dark. <laughs> 
pretty bead. <laughs> and she and she still has it and constantly reminds herself what she's capable of. Yeah, I, I was thinking of it more in like a not a positive sense, but more like a like a reminder when she's feeling nervous. It's like, let's not get to this point or let's not be this person. You know, every, everything in my power to not be this person. That's why we do this, man, because so we can share our points of view. I, obviously, this wasn't something she's proud. I don't want to say she's proud of it, but she obviously remembers it. And it's more like I would. I was capable of this then I, you know, I'm capable of this. Right. But is how, is how I took it. But there's one thing to note about like, and this goes to maybe a broader point about people in general, but sometimes we see things the way we think we see them and not how they actually are. One thing to note, one right. thing you, to note about that scene is that Hope doesn't just pick up the gun and she, and shoots the woman, right? She right. picks up the gun, moves towards her and holds it against her. But what Hope might not even remember is that part of what makes her shoot is that another part of the sky fell just behind her it shocks her and she pulls the trigger she like you see her jerk forward and just shoot the gun that way and and Mm -hmm. and that's what gets her to to, you know kill elton's mom i mean she could honestly say it was an accident and i would i would believe that but maybe she's choosing to say i did this which by the way it makes me think who needed dr k more i mean one person was just having trouble sleeping i mean come on really come on But like, you know, well, come on, the people who need the most help won't admit it. I, I killed I killed my mother's killer. Well, I don't know, but she might even feel a little uh, responsible for it because she stepped forward and that's what got her mom killed in the first place. Oh, yeah. She started. To walk, oh, she started to walk forward. I can see her and feeling worse shot. about that than about mm-hmm. killing the woman. Uh, or, mm-hmm. Well, Miss Ortiz. Mm. But uh, and even Sharon is saying it's, e- it's easy to remember the bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You criticize your every move. And, and, and this is exactly what Iris is doing. She's criticizing every little thing she that that happened it just happened you know we all make decisions in the moment or sometimes decisions make make themselves for us and mm-hmm. you, you can't beat yourself up over everything i mean really it doesn't help anybody to go to the broader point it's like you're starting to see like hope and and hope and elton pair off a little bit like or the potential for them to pair off you know they have the similar kind of like i need to see things before i die and then i do think there's going to be and you do see some i remember this in the teasers we saw some either like a fantasy sort of scenario where Silas is dancing with Hope and it looked they it looked do. kind of funny because it didn't look real scene like a dreamy homecoming scene right right and mm-hmm. he had just moved to campus colony from omaha so his yeah. name is by the way silas voce voce because he's the nephew of marco voce from the physical plant see i write down these little details did they say silas's last name they, they don't but they make reference to him being the nephew of marco voce voci i have an uncle who has a different last name than i do yeah i mean i do too but <laughs> I have i'm just <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing the odds here. I'm playing the odds, you know. Yeah. Let's say it's his dad's brother. Yeah, exactly. We'll, go, we'll say that. Yeah. Uh, oh, say now. Now, Sharon, asked the question: What did he do in Omaha that made yeah. him get here? I, I have a feeling that we may find out through time. We better find out. I mean, the assumption that like some of the kids are saying when they're talking about it is like, "He, oh, did you see? You hear what he did in Omaha, and he did mm-hmm. something." Rrr. But we do see. He should be in jail. We do. Yeah, we do see some teasers. We saw some like slight glimpses of what those things may have been uh, in the, in some of the other teasers that popped up just before the show aired like you could see the 
there was like some sort of violence at home or something like that. Something maybe something with his dad. And again, this is something that maybe um, Felix can help him through because he's been through that too. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he had to do something really, really dark. Like maybe he found his parents, you know, as walkers or his dad as a walker, and he had to put him down. And then people thought, oh, he killed him, or how, who knows? Again, you're talking about a, a guy, you know, teenager who's been, you know, raised in the apocalypse. So it had to have been. It may have been when he was very young. It may have been something new. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think whatever ends up being the perception of what happened isn't going to be the truth. We'll we'll find out what really happened, what, and then whether good or bad. We'll see what what the world thinks happened. You know, like like the situation you just posited. You know, maybe his parents turned. He had to put them down. But maybe they had like just turned, and so they didn't look like they were like dead. A zombie. Yeah. Exactly. So it just looked like he murdered his parents instead of giving them mercy. Or it could be exactly like we think, and because we find sometimes that things are as bad as they are and some could and be. sometimes we have to just realize you know yeah they could have been but these people are living and so if they're willing to try we can find a way to live together that sort of yeah. like negan and all these other people the character hang around the character that i see him like playing though like you know this sort of like kind Mousy. of shy awkward kind of you know oh hey we, we made cake we made cake you know? in the- <laughs> Easy bake oven. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have, I have a hard time seeing him being malicious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, this is, this is like classic, classic world building, like character building. You're like, you're trying to feed yep. the birds and the birds are hungry. <laughs> So just, I like pecking at things. I like that we have, yeah, I like that we have this dark thought about Silas, but when we see him on screen, he's just like, oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey guys, uh, where's my where's my where's my stapler? <laughs> I don't know. Now, Sharon D, um, you're saying I heard he was the former CRM soldier. That that's the soldier they refer to. Silas. Is the is the CRM soldier? Oh no, definitely not. Silas is a kid. Yeah, Silas was, was shipped in from Omaha. You know, he he was originally in the city, and they recently had transferred him over. So whatever happened in Omaha, whatever they're referring to, is the reason he got shipped over here. They didn't want him in Omaha anymore. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> so they sent him to campus. Oh oh okay. So no, Sharon is mentioning the theory um, that she heard oh, about Silas. That Silas uh, that Silas was the CMR, CRM soldier. I mean, I don't know. It, it, I'm seeing the previews, and it looks like he's not really a you know he has his big big ass wrench but he's not the first one to attack and maybe he's afraid to attack maybe what he did affects him to this day i don't know maybe and i'm sh- maybe i'm just listen part half of what i do is bullshitting <laughs> positing and bullshitting and hoping you know right? i'm like that guy that plays basketball and hopes all the hook shots i i take all of them i don't take straight shots i take <laughs> hook shots every day all day hoping something sticks finn or star wars was a stormtrooper and he worked in the sand in sand oh so okay i theory i i guess you're you're building a case here <laughs> Finn on Star Wars was a stormtrooper and he worked in this insanitation. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe. But again, like, do does the CR the Civic Republic military have you know, teenage soldiers? I mean, maybe if Al Calderon, the the guy that the soldier that uh, Elizabeth Kublik is talking to, was a teenager, then maybe you're right. I'm I'm just noting that it could be that guy, and because the guy knows where everybody is, I, I assumed he was the soldier that that you know was stationed there because he was looking specifically for the girls by the end of the film. 
a girl. Which one did, would he was he referring to? Was it a, to? a girl? Okay. He said we didn't find her, her. Mm. not them, her. Mm. Yeah. So who that who you, I was like, who, who huh. do you think he's referring to? I mean, my gut wants to say Iris, but right, mine too. I don't know. Maybe she. Maybe it's hope. Maybe she sees something in hope. Oh, okay. And see, Isabel. So and Sharon D saying Isabel. But here's the thing. Let's take care of the element elephant in the room because Lieutenant Colonel says she has a daughter a bit older than you guys. A soldier in the CRM. She's away from me a great deal, and that makes me scared sometimes. Oh. Then I remember she's helping to protect the Civic Republic. She's helping us with the Alliance of the Three. She's taking care, taking that risk to eventually bring this world back. And that makes me brave. Okay. We have to be brave in this life that we have simply to exist right now. I'm going to tell you something so you can trust me. And she goes into the thing where like, she gives the girls the map of New York. It's a coded map, but it does have her name on it. It has the stamp of the three, the, the Boromian rings. But, you know, you'll know that he's there, you know, and this is the best I can do. Um, if people find out that I gave this to you because it has my name on it, it, I will certainly go to jail. I'm also certain that I might be a little drunk. Um, but here's the thing. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. Let's go back to season five of Fear the Walking Dead. What was the one thing we saw right in the beginning in the first episode? The the pot, not the pilot, the se- season premiere. We saw these little maps with that little shade square. Mm-hmm. That's the decoder. The reading, the reading device. Yeah, that's yeah. the decoder. Like you put that over the thing uh-huh. and you can actually see lines, you know, in the maps. Uh-huh. So if they can just somehow get their hands on that, that would be great. Do you see what Sharon is saying? Who are they looking for Isabel they're, they're looking for Isabel and I think she's I think she's gonna say that her theory is Eliz- that Elizabeth is Isabel's mom well, here's what makes me pause and this is why I was gonna say wait for me because let's go back to the, the end of the episode she's saying she's not here right and what does Elizabeth say in response good right this is what makes me confused Isabel is not here good why is that good is she looking for her or is she making sure that she's never found and why raise campus colony like why bring containers full of walkers to breach their walls why and you'll note that one of the walkers is one of the blue painted ones so either they mm-hmm. scoop they use the containers to scoop them up or they brought in soldiers to take them down i i don't know all i see are them putting down yeah. like gnarly walkers you see people there too yeah, i wasn't not just walkers. i wasn't 100 sure so there's a couple things going on and sharon is saying elizabeth went awol but again like if she went awol it, so the question is, is is Elizabeth making sure that, that CRM never finds her and she's saying good? Is that the question? So, well, if, if the theory is that Elizabeth is looking for Isabel. Right. Um, well, I mean, it could also be good, maybe good that she wasn't captured. Right. I mean, well, good why would that she, she's wh- not beheld. Why would she be captured by Campus Colony, right? Yeah. They seem to be good people, you know, wanting, they, they, they feel open to taking people in yeah. and stuff. And they have these little well, different dormitories and... I still think she was talking about Iris and the purpose that she gave them the map was she was hoping that they would slip out before she knew what was going to happen. She knew what was going to happen as soon as she landed. I think she was trying to get them to leave. Yeah. I mean, I'm more inclined to say that, but if it is Isabel that she's hoping that wasn't found, you know, why, you know, if Isabel is a wall and she's hoping she, she doesn't find her, was she, spe- was Elizabeth specifically tasked to find her daughter? If that is in fact her daughter, right? This could be one of those things that's like, Oh, of course we're going to think it's her, but maybe it's not right. This, we well, remember, when, remember we went on the tree hunt and we assumed it was Madison. It was like, oh, oh, right, right. oh, Madison's alive. Madison's alive. Everybody, listen, hear it from the mountaintop, right? Like the Bible, right? And and all of a sudden, at the end, it's like, hey, yeah, I'm Wes. Yeah, I made those trees. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. 
Well, when Elizabeth was telling her little story about, oh, I have a daughter, da 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 da, I went, you liar. I didn't even think she had a daughter. I still don't. I think she's lying. Okay, so but let's go back to the end of the episode and 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 wonder. This was all on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came there with the intention of killing everyone, but why? Wait, 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 wait. And also, they maybe the as in the collective, but Elizabeth herself specifically gives the map to the girls so they get the fuck mm-hmm. out of there. They right. want them to find their. She wants them to find their father. Maybe I'm, I'm just positing. She, she wants them to find their father because for all the cards that we have on the table right now it seems as though that's what she wants them to do seems as though even well, though she I says would say her at the very, i would say at the very least she doesn't want them killed i i i'll say that much at least i don't know if she wants them right. to find their dad but i she just doesn't want them to die like right. that yeah maybe on their own maybe exactly this is what i why i say the way they did this and they laid the groundwork for this series potentially is good i that's what mm-hmm. i that's why i think this this series is off to the races at a, on a great pace and great start they've got a good starting gun right they got, yeah, they're making excellent yeah. progress let's see if they maintain that of course right you know let's be fair but also like i mean you wouldn't blame them for having to kind of take some filler episodes to kind of build their characters up and also face interesting situations where they can bring some of this knowledge yeah. at play right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i can see easily people criticizing that but it'll be just, slow episodes yeah but you know i i think these are this is going to be kind of like one of those wavy things like you know you know the way the way you used to draw waves as a kid those little loops yeah. is used yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll have the filler episodes and you have an upswing. You have a filler episode and an upswing. Because that's going to be the nature of the series. It's it's a limited release. You're going to have to have, well, like the thing that we were saying about 11, 11 yeah, episodes. There's 11 epi- episodes for this season. Yeah. And then who knows for the second season. But right. um, it, it's kind of like what we were saying about the difference between TV and a movie. Where how we're more prone to want to sit down to watch a television show rather than a movie. Because a movie has a beginning, middle, and end. The 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 setup, the conflict, the twist, and then the resolution, right? You know, in a, in a television arc you know with spanning multiple seasons you're like okay i can sit down hang you know absorb the the character development see the arc progress i know i'm only gonna get a piece of it so i, I can't wait till next week there's a game theory mechanism to it right it keeps you tuned in a movie you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i know this is gonna be over soon <laughs> like this is gonna be over before i know it um, I need to prepare myself for that, right? My point being is that there's a little bit of both in this. And so you're going to have to expect that there's going to be some action. That you're going to lose people along the way, but there are also going to be moments where they're going to take some time to breed that char- character development, you know, and try to do their best. But there's definitely going to be action. People are going to come in. People are going to be lost. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm it, and like The Walking Dead has never done anything like this before. I mean, the only other thing that may have been any way similar to that is the webisodes. And let's be... Let's be really honest. I'm, I'm never usually this dumb culture, but the webisodes aren't really that great. <laughs> Would you agree? I, I, I'll be honest. I, ha- I have not watched the, uh, I watched the Red Machete, but I did not watch the air, the airplane one. Well, the Red Machete actually happened to be good, but all the yeah, others. Yeah, I, I did watch that one. That actually won, won awards. The- did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I'm that, not surprised though. Yeah. I think it was mostly because of the animation. So the Fear of the Walking Dead's classically not that great. And even like the early, there were early webisodes for the Walking Dead too. They actually had a Rick or not a Rick origin, um, but the origin of the hospital that Rick was found in, like a little backstory, kind of. Oh, I definitely yeah. didn't see that. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, it answers the big question of how could Rick have survived the the two months or whatever, the month, I don't know how many months he was in the hospital on his own. The This webisode answers that question. How, you know, how is he getting fluids? How is he staying alive? You know, how is he being fed? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. They, they reference the patient in such and such room. And okay. and how he, how he almost bit it, too. But yeah, there's several of these. 
and some of them are not that great. Though so this one is, it, this one isn't even all that great, but it, it it has a I don't know semi-famous great actor on there. She's she's kind of a power. She's the nurse that runs the hospital who decides to stay. I, yeah, <laughs> she's got this like kind of tragic foible to to her, and so I think it's, it's worth a watch. Anyway, so again, most of these suck. Red Machete happened to be kind of good, um, but for the most part, <laughs> episodes suck. But you get my point is that these it, it has these tiny tiny pieces that will definitely lead to an end soon. Look, the reason why I'm always forgiving about most series, and I really think the Walking Dead community has it too good, is that most series when they start out, they have pilotitis. You know, <laughs> you get the casting, you get the premise. These people aren't familiar with their characters. In recent years, what what showrunners have decided to do is sometimes the first episode isn't the first one they film, and this is something that people have learned after a long time of doing this and learning like remember what we said in episode 101 which got cut out i cut it out um one of the things that we said in episode 101 was uh that tv shows classically were filmed linearly and then eventually down the road our camera technology got better we thought of different ways of filming things you don't film on a soundstage anymore with a crowd of people behind you um you know with just two <laughs> cameras you know now you can film out in the wild you can fill out in multiple multiple sound stages out in the out in the outdoors etc right steady cam technology battery technology filming things things out of sequence and now like in in the last maybe five to ten years and this is really i mean it's really weird but it's kind of like a recent advent where showrunners will tend to not film the first episode as the first one because of pilotitis pilotitis is when your characters don't have their footing yet they're kind of green they 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 don't shape out to be like even when you meet rick for the first time his accents actually it changes over over time his looks yeah. change over time his attitude changes over time and not because the character is growing but it's because the actor is finding the character along the way yes. you know they're getting used yeah. to their things this happens with I most exactly series exactly. this is this is what i'm saying so now that we look back at this at this series you have to really kind of appreciate really really appreciate i am so critical of anybody who slams the show in such a way that is like do you really know what it takes to actually find a character immediately i'm not saying that they have and if they haven't and we find these characters grow or these sorry these actors connect more with their characters along the way i'm really interested to see that if this is their pilot Pilotitis episode, then we're in for a treat, is what I'm saying. You know, so be, yeah. be appreciative as well. Is all I'm saying is like they don't always get it right in the first episode. My God, do you want to see a perfect example of that? Star Trek: The Next Generation. I'm gonna say it loud. I'm gonna say it proud. You watch the first season. Season. The whole season was pilotitis. By God. By the end, and this is for you horror lovers, by the way. The the last episode of season one features a nemesis who whose head explodes by the end of the episode for shock factor um the whole season is awkward it's so awkward but then you get to around season two and a half three they introduce the borg it starts to get real um and it gets real good you know they, ha they start having these mini arcs but like yeah sharon is saying a bunch of things i remember it game of thrones pilot same thing you know pilot itis yeah i think the game of P thrones and this is the thing the game of thrones pilot was actually really really good in my opinion but the the rest of the episodes almost weren't in some ways aren't weren't almost as good like they drew out the the whites already they they set up the plot with the twists and where the series was going to go but then you found yourself in setup again and again the game of thrones, of thrones effect with multiple people out in the field speaking of pilot i i almost i almost don't even uh maybe never mind mm -hmm. ah, you might i'll cut it out don't worry just say your mind <laughs> I say we could we could talk about it after. I don't even know if I want to share it, but Eric and I, you're gonna have to cut this out. I'm telling you, Fine. man. I'm, yeah. Eric and I were laughing 
so hard at Huck. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I never, I've never seen Annette Mahendru in anything else. I don't, I, I, I have nothing to compare her performance to. I, but Eric and I both were laughing so hard. I'm like, why does it look like she's trying out for a Rocky Bull Bal Balboa film? Like, hey, uh, we got these walkers over here, man. We gotta, we gotta spray them up and uh, happy <laughs> birthday, bitch. Like, <laughs> what is happening right now? I get it. It's just so funny. I'm like, and I kept waiting for her to like be normal, like come, like come around, yeah, like come around and be normal. And I'm like, that. Oh, we're going with this. Okay, all right, right. So the whole yeah. And I, but, Eric kept going. I'm walking here. I, I, why would we cut? Why would I cut this out? This is gold. Because I feel bad. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm dogging on her performance. But I, maybe that's exactly what she was going for. I don't know. I don't know. I, th I think she I just was. Thought it was funny. I, I mean, her her name funny. is Huck, like Huckleberry. Very thin, you know. They, she's she's got that country. Apparently, I don't. I don't know. They call me Huck. It's a long story. It's a long. <laughs> it's a long story. It's a long story. I want to hear most it. Nick most nicknames come with a long story. Like, yeah, like, I, I mean, look, my my nickname at dinner parties is listen specifically dinner parties is Spanky McButternuts. But here's the thing, I, I have <laughs> no story. I really don't give anybody a story. That's that's just what it. No, you, you ever been to a, like a wedding or or like a some sort of ceremonial thing where there's a dinner and tables and all that stuff? And I, I've never seen this before in my life until one time this Midwestern wedding where they have where you could put a, a label on your wine glass. And you can put mm -hmm. your name on it so you don't get confused. Always, yeah. without fail. Or yep. if you have a play setting, always without fail. Spanky McButternuts. <laughs> I, know, I, I know it's mine. I, nice. I know people are going to ask me, why? Why would you do that? And I'd be like, because it made you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna drink from that cup, right? No, nobody, nobody. Spanking <laughs> butternuts. Spank butternuts. So exactly. Like, it's not me. It's not my cup. <laughs> it's not a long story. <laughs> there is no story. Look, I get it. It, it, but this is again, this is actors finding their characters. You know, like and even like yeah. the interaction between her and Felix in that moment, like right after they spray <laughs> the walkers, it's a it's a bit it's awkward, like a right? It's it, it it it. I felt the awkwardness. I could yeah, feel it. I, you could, that's what you I'm can, saying. Yeah. You can critique something without dunking on it and again your hesitance yeah. is like your hesitance is emblematic of that you're like i'm not i feel like i don't want to judge this thing because of the pilotitis effect or because like they're, they're trying to find their footing blah 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 no it's okay you can do that like the, here's the way you don't do that i don't fucking buy this show with the fucking huck and her fake accent and oh my god it's so fucking phony and no we're not doing that we're like okay i'm i'm gonna grant Right, right. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like you lean into the critique, criticism, you know, the critique, and then you start, you start throwing dunks on it. Like, yeah, fuck you. Eat my dick. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck you like a sex crazed walker. This is getting so cut out. <laughs> and, you know, I'm glad to be out here doing all this work, you know. Uh. Hey. <laughs> Hey, Felix, you want to check my pulse? Yeah, I I'm guess. Okay, that's. Thank you, Sharandy. Thank you. I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. want it to come off like I like like I was. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to come off the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Sharandy <laughs> says respectful criticism is fine. It's personal criticism that's an issue. I mean, I don't even think yeah. personal criticism is that is that bad. I I think. I mean, I don't know. No, it, it it's starting to go uh -huh. towards bad. But I think more like taking pleasure out of dunking on something is just kind of like I don't feel very comfortable with that. But more like I mean, you can. 
you can poke fun at something. Like, look, you can poke fun at the accent too, as long as you're not doing it like maliciously, right? You no, do something out of no, malice. Not at all. Not at all. And I'm not look, like she's a terrible actress. She's no, not at all. Not at all. I just, oh no. I, can, I mean, she was yeah. in the Americans. Clearly, she's a great actress. Like she's she was heralded. You're yeah. like everybody's so glad for her coming on the show because she could find this other character that's completely not like the other character. I was the one that brought up the joke. I said, "Why is she talking like home dude from Who's the Boss?" Yeah. So I was the one that brought it up. Yeah. Tony Danza. Excuse me. <laughs> hey, Angela. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Why is she talking like? Why is she talking like? Who's the boss? <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, I like I like this whole like who's the woman, who's the man kind of thing a little bit. Like you know who is the boss? Is it Felix? And no, it's Huck. Huck is the tough girl. Huck is the one training people, fighting walkers. Felix is the one taking the menial, more menial jobs. Oh, let's bust that distillery. That's who Herbert Hoover. This bitch. You know, like what the fuck. <laughs> I'm not going to say role reversal, but maybe, you know, what's it called? Gender stereotype reverse. Not that it's they're doing it to do it, but I think there's it's okay to kind of have characters that do different things. My mom and I kind of joke about how we're sort of, we sort of take on the more masculine, masculine roles right? <laughs> in, our, in our home and our, you know, you know, and then I tell my mom all the time, she has the best wife ever. Yeah, she does. <laughs> hands down. Hands down. My mother has the best wife in the world. Cooks who's meals, my dad, right? My dad does laundry does everything takes care of she has the best wife in the world who happens to be my dad so and, and, and she she brings home the bacon right is that how it goes yeah, yeah. yes that's exactly how it there goes go. yeah and every now and again she'll do the nice thing you know like she'll make yep. that dinner that happens to actually be really good <laughs> like yep. oh and sharon is saying the same thing sharon <laughs> brings home the bacon mm. yep. yeah yeah there you go so i get it like i i'm totally comfortable with with huck taking on this you know this masculine role like I, that doesn't bother me at all, and and I know once she you know slips into this character and and is feeling more comfortable, we're all gonna feel a lot more comfortable too. Exactly. I, I'm I'm excited to see her get there. I am, but but this episode just kind of made me laugh. That was all. It just, yeah. it made me laugh. Well, there, and, and again, like I mean, even when we were covering the teasers, even I was kind of laughing at Iris because you know she was like, "Yes, that's what we're going to do," because I'm pre-president, you know, like, but you know. Yeah. But there are people and you're just that like, like, oh, that. honey. <laughs> oh, you don't know what's waiting oh, for you. Honey. But then, then oh, you honey. see her go through this shit. You see her, see yeah. her therapist walk her in front of her, and you feel you do. It's this weird thing where you actually do start feeling for her. You don't know what's going on under the surface. You know, there's that you can tell she's there. She's literally saying there is shit going on under the surface that I'm afraid to let out. And so, you know, and we're gonna maybe see some of that stuff. You're gonna see her try new things. You're gonna see her fail, and you know, and all that stuff's gonna come out. And th- real things are going to come out. Charity says, can I just say how nice it is to have a larger size woman in a lead role and a woman of color at that? I I kind of thought the same thing. Um, I mean, Iris is beautiful. I'm not sure. I don't know the actress's name, um, but um, she is absolutely uh, gorgeous. Aaliyah Royale. She, yeah, she is absolutely beautiful. And you don't, you really don't. When was the last time you saw, you know, a, a plus size woman in a leading role? It just doesn't happen. You know, I look at that and I'm like, oh, like they're, they're reaching out to my people, you know, like, I feel like, you know, like they're talking to me. <laughs> 
Oh, are you saying you're a plus size woman? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know why I, I, I don't, uh, maybe that's the point because I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Yes. Melissa McCarthy. Another very good example. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy. Who's the one Brittany runs a marathon. That's I forget. Who usually, she is. She's funny as hell too. Usually when you see a plus size woman in a leading role, it is a comedy that yes, that's exactly it. It's <laughs> usually in a comedic role. This is a more dramatic role. And I, and I love that. Like the whole you don't point, see it as point. It's funny. Cause she's fat. Right. That sort of thing. And the guys, too, sometimes also like Jonah Hill classically sure. made his chops on sure. his weight and all that stuff. But no, but I, Chris I Farley. but I didn't want to detract from the point that you were trying to make, which is, yeah. um, you know, yeah, there is. Some, and I think my inability to register that goes towards the idea of either, you know, where we're going as a society. Like, oh, it doesn't register to me because it wouldn't have occurred to me because it's so good and because she's so good. And you're like, oh, 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 we're, we're still not doing that. Oh, oh, maybe we're not doing that. Oh, well, I didn't notice. That's good. I think right. it's, I think it's it good that we didn't. Thing. Yeah. It's good to notice. And it's also good to not notice. I think there's a positive to, to saying how it didn't register with me. There's a positive. It's like, oh yeah, they can do it too. Yeah. Right. Why not? Right. Yeah. But then we have well, to, I think, then we have to remember that that doesn't typically happen. Right. Yeah. Well, think about how excited, how excited you were. Um, yes, when we yes. met, um, you, you know, uh, Rabbi when, J- you, Jacob when we Kastner. finally, exactly. When we, when we meet a character that we can really relate to, right. all of a sudden we go, oh yeah, where has this been? You know, yeah, that's you, cool. it's like, you don't, realize it until you have it yeah it's the it's the bootstrap effect i was trying to put words to that idea there, there's something to be said about somebody that you can connect with but like on a on a on a level that is automatic because it's like a, the bootstrap effect it bootstraps an experience built in like oh he knows what i think and feel like and how i pray or used to pray or whatever it is he knows about me i know about him yeah. automatically and and so Instant like connection yes yeah it's, it's, it's like when somebody like a black person sees victor strand it's like okay oh i'm bootstrapped into this character in in some ways because yeah he must have some of my experiences he may have some of my foibles you know whatever it is that it is i'm not going to go into it because i don't know that experience but i get it yes and so yes so maybe when young black girls see this character yeah the bootstrap effect is real and a character that is achieved you know that is her her father is a key member of the community with a white sister obviously right and then you know a tragic the tragic death of their mother together there's something to be said about Hope, is Hope Caucasian? Oh, she, she's I, Arab. I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's that um. Would, okay. Oh, so her her name is Alexa Mansour, and Mansour is more. Uh, this is my heritage now. We're in my territory. Mansour is more. I was gonna say more of a Lebanese name, but a lot of a lot of Arabs come from Syria, which is the, okay. the Levant. So that's the general Iraq and Syria region before Iraq and Syria was split up. I thought she was Hispanic. She reminded me a lot of a girl I went to high school with. Um, yeah, there are some Jews that have the last name Mansour. I, I don't know if she's Jewish, but I, I know that that's an Arabic name. But uh, but yeah, anyway, regardless of that. And so there's a little representation there too, which is kind of cool. As a lead role also, cool. Obviously, like Felix being the gay character, there's something there too, but also somebody who's been abused, you know? And so I can easily see people saying, you know, look at the, what this guy has achieved and yet he still doesn't feel like he's whole i feel i so, know a lot of people must feel like that too are we are we assuming that not nico oh my god felix was nico tortorella you mean felix uh, yeah. carlucci similar names right? i know yeah. it i know um so we're assuming that felix was abused because of the comment huck made about dealing getting getting dealt a bad hand yeah multiple times too uh that was mentioned through the show okay with his, but, pa- did, with his mean, parents specifically i'm gonna make an assumption that the reason why he were first of all the reason why he wears that sleeve on the show that 
remember that big compression sleeve? In real life, he's he has a sleeve, like a tattoo sleeve, right? But they use that mechanism to tell a story. And I feel like that story is that whatever his parents did to him, it was bad and it was physical. And it could it could okay. be burns. Like some like scars and burnt some gnarliness underneath. He says it also in the prison where hope is, he, he says something about your dad helped me when my parent you know when my family said he gave me a new life right a purpose exactly you know when i was but i didn't hear him mention his family i I think it was one other time i watched this three times how did i miss this it's okay it's a again compressed no i'm kidding that was the last episode (laughs) (laughs) no they you know like i gotta give him a lot of credit they say a lot of they drop a lot of things we have gone over the fact that elizabeth has met up with them two times once as they're leaving the prison because we just mentioned that now um after discovering that hope was busted for booze um and again in the same manner they're in the streets at night again and they meet up with elizabeth again elizabeth is quote-unquote drunk we don't know maybe she is maybe she isn't and that's when then when you have the trust experiment now if you didn't pay attention felix was actually eavesdropping on this the whole time which allows him to tell huck um that her, her suspicions about them going to omaha were wrong and so then he knows where they're going and he, and he i think he has an idea of how they're going to get there but um on, on foot right yeah <laughs> But the thing, the thing that happens when, when, when the girls confront him, they confront him about the, the letters that they've been receiving from her, their dad. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And he says something about breaking the 10 provisions of the four corners agreement. Yeah. Will that come up mm-hmm. again? Probably not. But I just thought it might be worth mentioning. What the fuck is the four corners agreement? <laughs> right. I guess that maybe was... it's the CRM pact, like, you know, Portland, Omaha campus and the Civic Republic, maybe. Maybe they have their own, uh, their own charter, you know, like. Uh, like yeah. Michonne wrote up, you know, they've got their own one of those. Exactly. Um, I would thank you for bringing that up. I was kind of a little confused and it doesn't even matter, but I was a little confused when Hope is in jail and Felix gets real close and he's like, you know, have we heard anything? And she's like, no, it's been months. So when she says it's been months, does that mean it's been months since they last heard from him or has it been months since he's been gone? Oh, maybe months since he's been gone. Yes. They okay. haven't told, they haven't and, told him about the messages until now. Yeah. Okay. That was going to be my second question. Does Felix know about the messages at all? No, not until that moment where... Until they... Okay. Until it says, my safety isn't assured. Yeah, it says my exclamation point to safety, safety, N-zero-T. fives. Yeah, and then N-zero-T and then A-five-five-U-R-E pound sign. And then the very next message is written clearly with letters and punctuation and everything. So I... Did that make you as suspicious as me, by the way? Yes. Yeah, it did. It did. Okay, okay. I'm I, 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 I'm feeling like there's something to that the the jumbled message versus the legible ones. Right, right. I was a meet like listen. I didn't really pay any mind to it on my first watch, but on my second watch, mm-hmm. yeah. So the, the second, the second, the last, obviously, message says it's gone bad. Keeping my head down. I'll find help. Don't tell the council. Don't tell Felix. I love you, girls. Mm-hmm. And again, that one looks totally fine, which does make me suspicious. Yeah, it makes me really suspicious. That one, I. Th- I do think came from their dad and only because he addressed the girls. He said, I love you girls. I think if it were anybody else, they would have said like, you know, I love you or individually love you guys or, you know, it would have been more of a general message, but he was very specific. Love you girls. Okay. So you don't think the other one did? I'm thinking the, my safety not assured might not be from him. What if Elizabeth found a way to found out about it and sent a message there? 
Oh, and set crap. them up and yeah. g- gave them the map. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, And that's it, why it was all jumbled, because she has to do it in secret and real fast. Yeah, because it's attached to a pager, which spits out the message. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe it, she found out he was sending messages and she somehow sent one herself. I think we're all wired to think that, you know, the Julia Armand character, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Elizabeth Kublik, is like an ch- untrustworthy character out of the gate. But I feel like this is this person has twisted morals. Maybe she's in a position like Gavin. Middle management? No, but that's the thing. Like, Gavin was more of like a follower, not a leader. This woman clearly wanted these girls to survive. Maybe she was ordered to kill all these people, and this was her way of getting them out of there first. You mm. know, she's doing something she doesn't want to, but she's gonna help help them, you know. Like, if they're all away. gonna die anyway, right? This is why I think it's a complicated character. Like, obviously, she's, she's making her mm. peace with having to kill all these people, right? But then she uses her, whatever, her smarts or wiles to get these girls out. So I don't think she's all that bad. She's going to be a confusing character, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm not immediately untrustworthy of her. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not either. Um, so Sharon D says, just simultaneously, I think she wants to take CRM down from the inside, which also, again, like it goes to the theory, like why that makes sense is because of the theory that, you know, maybe she is looking for Isabel and maybe she wants her out of it. Or maybe, I don't, maybe Elizabeth, maybe Isabel is AWOL. I, I, or again, going back to the original mm-hmm. point, maybe it's not her daughter at all. <laughs> You know, like maybe, maybe it has yeah, maybe nothing not. to do with it. And and it's it's fine or, to say that because they do this to us all the time. They make us think one thing and then no, no. But <laughs> but they do it because they know you'll think it. Same thing with the same same thing with the comics readers, right? You think you think it's gonna go one way and they do something different or not even close. I I love it. I love oh, that I do too. though. Yeah. It's like, oh now you guys are gonna know what it's like, you T V watchers. You know what it's like to have your your <laughs> your uh things yeah, misdirected, you know, thwarted, yes. subverted. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, No, I don't I like, like I don't like I don't like this, no. <laughs> We already got it with Madison again this year, you know, last year in season Fear the Walking Dead season five. I don't, I don't like what the, I don't like this feeling. Why would you do this to us? Oh, they change, sh- they they change stuff from the comics that 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 I don't really care about, and then they won't change the most important things, like keeping Glenn alive. <laughs> exactly. No, that that ha- it has been ordained. <laughs> like, okay, fine. But then, I yes, saving Father Gabriel. I mean, we're kind of gonna cut this out, but saving Father Gabriel. Anyway. <laughs> oh, baby, oh, baby, daddy life. Uh. Um, <laughs> Again, the PJ Harvey song I kind of like because there are some things that I can attach myself to. Like, um, let me give you the lyrics. So, as, as as soon as I'm left alone, the devil wanders into my soul, and I pretend to be my, I pretend, and I pretend to myself. And I, I don't know what that hundred percent means, but I thought maybe okay, I'm busying myself so that I don't have to think of my needs right now. So, it kind of matches up. Mm-hmm. And Sharon D's noticing in yeah. the classroom seeing Hamlet is less on the board, which obviously the big thing with Hamlet is ambition, right? Hamlet, Hamlet is finally getting ambition, which also kind of goes to Felix's. Oh, as well uh, he's a soldier he doesn't try to reach for the stars he doesn't try to go up the ranks he does his job until somebody whispers in his ear <laughs> like you, you, you can be better or, or you could it, be so much better angela you could bitch. be better <laughs> <laughs> you could be better bitch who's the who's the boss <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold. so I I I like that song, but I I can't even lie. It had a very like Grating? spooky haunted house feeling yeah. to it. Like I was like, this is perfect for like an October uh, premiere. You yeah, know, it's very spook spooky feeling. Oh my god! <laughs> and and it was it was about to get cold too. So like the it was kind of serendipitous, right? Like again, it, it, this goes back to the Walking Dead season finale that we just did, and 
episode 101, like how fortuitous it was that we got this episode kind of near fall or in fall, technically. And now we were going to get this episode in April and technically it's about to be cold. So and so and we're in that season where it's about to be cold, where if they're not fast enough, they could be caught in winter in New York, upstate New York. Yeah, probably. Did, did you notice what um, Elton was writing in his notebook during class? I, I saw I like only, some numbers, but yeah. All I caught was 819, which I assumed was a date. And he wrote 217, like a time. So I don't know if that was that day's date. Like, are we to assume that it was August 19th? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. May- well, maybe, maybe. Although I would have thought maybe it was a little later, huh? You think? Maybe. Like, cause, like how long does it take to cover 1,100 miles on foot? I mean, Morgan did it in like a week. <laughs> it seemed like it, right? <laughs> Hopefully these kids find a, an abandoned car somewhere and can, you know, really make some some miles. Yeah, well, assuming gas works, right? That's another one of those things that we have to kind of explore. I mean, That's the Jeep worked too. and the and the and the the bus worked. No horses. Yeah. So and well, you know, you're talking about car country. They must be working with ethanol or something. Okay, Sharon keeps hammering the point. The Walker powered wagon. <laughs> yeah. As you go down the lyrics, by the way, of the PJ Harvey lyrics, um, and the song's called uh, "Oh the Devil." I go out to the old miles millstone or milestone, insanely expecting you to come there. And knowing that I, that I wait for you there. And I translate this to, I foolishly expect you to read my mind. Um, <laughs> again, I don't know what, exactly what that means, but, uh, and then it all falls apart when I go to, to this, to the hook, which is come, 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 he- come here at once. Come, come on a night with no moon because all of my being is now in pining. I think I translate this to more like when you come out in a night with no moon, it's a little bit more dangerous. Come in spite of the danger because I want you to. So maybe this is more like, you know, it mm. doesn't matter. It's all that matters is now I want it. Therefore I shall have it. You know, so yeah, and, well, I, if they, and if they didn't get out of there, they'd be dead. Yeah, exactly. They had to. They had to leave. Yeah, in, in spite of that. So yeah, exactly. So what finally cheered me now seems insignificant. Insignificant. What used to make me happy no longer does. So they lived in splendor. They lived for the future. Things were great. You walk around. You're like, what? This is not the zombie apocalypse I remember. <laughs> and yet, right. it's not good enough for them. The things that I thought were significant are now. Now that I see the truth and what where we live, it just feels insignificant. I liked um, what Sharon D said about how Elizabeth might be trying to take CRM down from the inside. Yeah. Um, and Isabel, Isabel could also be a key to that. Um, maybe she is looking for her because the two of them, maybe they have a plan in place and it takes the both of them to do what they need to do. Right. Get the doctor out and maybe they had a, a plan. Let's take a step back too. why is his safety not assured? That has to also come about because like, why? What's wrong here? Right. Is, right? He, is he in fear of the, the people around him or are there walls being breached with walkers or is it an outside enemy trying to exactly i mean this is this is like the coming from yeah this is the classic jj abrams mystery box it's like okay (laughs) we you need to keep asking these questions because you're going to get more answers and then you're gonna you're gonna get more questions and each question that pops up is going to get answered and then more questions will be left in its place which drives the story forward right and so these these are it's easy to say oh to focus on elizabeth but not go hey wait 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 wait. why is the safety not assured what's going on here why this is a celebrated doctor that is looking for the cure but do they do is there a faction in the civic republic that doesn't want the cure right see if if my theory pans out that message is from elizabeth so his safety is totally fine Safety might be fine. And then his next message just says it's getting bad or it's going bad or it's, it's going bad. bad. Yeah. 
going bad. Yeah, it's gone bad. Keep keeping my head down. I'll find help. Don't tell the council. Don't tell Felix. I love you, girls. So that doesn't necessarily mean he's in danger. It's going bad. That could just simply mean his research isn't panning out how he thought. Maybe he's looking for another scientist for help. This does that message to me doesn't necessarily mean he's in danger for his life. I, I that think, could mean a lot of things. I think his lack of usefulness would be a bad sign. Well, well, I mean, well, it, that, sure. it, either 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 interpretation doesn't bode well. But I'm um, saying there's a difference between my safety not assured and, you know, my research just isn't going how I thought. There's right. those those are two very different things. Charity says he's been active in a fifth column group. What does that mean? Oh, it depends on who he is. Uh, are we talking about Leo Bennett? Leo. Oh, yeah, okay. Leo. Uh, well, what is fi that? Fifth column group is usually like an, an inside force. Yeah, so maybe he is. Maybe he is military. I don't know. We don't have that information though. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's like taking a big leap. But I mean, I'm not ruling it out. Look, I saw that. I saw that he was. He had a doctorate in philosophy and biology. So maybe it's that philosophy part. Maybe that's code for military. <laughs> I don't know. I like the fact that we know everybody's last name practically except for Huck. We don't know her real name. Eh, we don't even know her first name. <laughs> exactly. Possibly. Silas Foci, Elton Ortiz. We, we got Hope and Iris Bennett, uh, Felix Carlucci, Elizabeth uh, Kublik. I just don't know what that soldier's name is, played by Al Calderon. But we'll find it. Well, I know we'll find out. Yeah, I know we we'll didn't find get out. his name. I, I know it's on IMDb. I just didn't look it up. It was on IB, I, IMDb back then because when we, we thought we'd actually see the show back in April. You know what else is interesting? When, she's, when he reports back to her, you know, we've checked every building and all the surrounding areas so everyone there's aware that she's looking for someone specific also right, right? maybe yeah uh, or that they're searching for survivals and that's the question right like is is all of are all of them in on it or is it just these two right like they're they're like on the same page mm -hmm. and because she, she says out loud good it's good that she's mm -hmm. not found you know right I'm, I'm watching this guy though i'm i'm curious about who he is or whether he was the soldier by the end of the episode something that is repeated by hope is that like dude just drop the biology and immunology do the thing that you love you know you love drawing you love painting uh iris and then by mm -hmm. the end of it you know she does do that she seems to be writing in this journal where she use illustrations some diary entries and for the first time she's able to sleep i think iris is going to become different how that different mm -hmm. manifests i don't know i'm curious to see again pilot itis means that my eyes are very open i will cr criticize when criticism is due but i will give it credit where credit is due and you know mm -hmm. the fact that we have this kind of full story with all these setups all these possible twists that we're going to see down the road how this elton ortiz and hope bennett thing is gonna you know they're gonna start knocking boots and then he's gonna find out eventually that hope has killed his mom and his baby sister but there is another thing that he drops in that moment about when he tells this all to silas he says my mother used to say sharon he said it the wind always wins right the wind always wins and uh which means nature decides and you know that's if that's what nature wants then that it's 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 always gonna get what it wants you know yep. there's nothing we can do about it so i i have a feeling that will be tested if that's the case well and iris even thinks that her mom died from walkers like she doesn't even know yeah what happened. well and that's why hope says you don't mm -hmm. you, i'm glad you weren't there you know right. you wouldn't have wanted to be there or something right. to that effect how could you see me any other way than a killer right so sharon D says <laughs> iris is gonna break bad and go evil that's what i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say yeah. the natural inclination would be you're gonna see hope break bad but then i was even thinking like oh this could all twist around and iris could finally be the person that she was meant to be a serial killer or something to that <laughs> effect it's kind of like the rick effect and this is why i compare iris and hope to like rick and shane it, respectively in that order right <laughs>
Oh my God. No, no, no. No, Charity. No. Bad Charity. Yes. yes. She says Iris equals Martha. Iris equals Martha. Oh, no, no. Yes. Oh my God. I mean, if things turned out bad, she could go the way of Martha. Sure. Uh, I'm going to be strong. And then she, I'll make you strong. She grows up and she finds the corpse of, no, <laughs> Martha oh. down the road. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. If I see, oh boy, I'm not, I'm not touching <laughs> that one. I'm not touching that with a temple full, that temple <laughs> pole. Oh man, I was going to make the Rick and Shane comparison, which is obvious, but like, here we go. All right. Strong, equal, <laughs> strong equals brave. Wow. She doesn't say equals, but I get it. I'm going to make you, strong I'm going to make you brave. <laughs> It says says Elizabeth Kublik. <laughs> now all the walkers have brave on their forehead. <laughs> oh no. And, and and all the walkers are Elton, Silas, and Hope. Oh no. And Felix has to put down Iris. Oh no. Felix is the new Morgan. <laughs> so we're, we're they're not all gonna make it out of this season. I don't know. Who are you, who are you, who are you putting bets on? It, let's bet on one, okay? Because let's just say if one of them has to go, who would you bet on? So you're asking you're saying iris i don't know yep. i'm saying she survives in spite of herself i think i am saying iris because i think it would i because it is not Charity. expected sharon is reading my mind i was gonna say felix too yeah yeah i could, I could see that too but but let's let, I, let's say why though i'm only saying iris because she's what i would call our main character well so you're saying subverting expectations of who is in the lead role kind of thing right that, so that's smart everybody's like, oh she's safe she's safe no we can't do that we can't do this and that do that in this universe <laughs> right 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 yeah there's no main character fuck that shit right. it's over right. no I, I i think iris is gonna spy, survive in spite of herself i think felix is a perfect choice because it's like we said about the bootstrapping we're all familiar with this kind of thing where uh, the idea of somebody who is abused who is you know growing up in a, in a in a society that or in an environment that rejects him right or seeing abused children or people who are physically abused and it, it's instantly revolting and so when you see somebody trying you know a sympathetic character you bootstrap to right you you automatically listen to the stories or the stories that are told about them you can instantly identify or try to identify with that person or sympathize like it's not easy to sympathize with iris as much you know some things that happen you're kind of okay i see how traumatized she is by that seeing her doctor you know be a walker okay i get that but yeah. you, otherwise she is kind of wooden but on purpose about because she's all about living for the future right. felix it's plain to see it that how he is spoken about and how he acts it's like i'm not going to take any chances let me just keep my head down i'm just gonna do what i'm supposed to do exactly what i was saying uh sharon d huck says he takes menial jobs to prove himself so i think he's gonna do something grand to save them all but die yeah the tragic death see that yeah i can see that for the for the sake of these kids to move forward right and it would instantly give us a reaction it would instantly get us to feel something hardcore for him like it, it's kind of like the difference between seeing nick die and seeing carl die in a way like i loved carl i loved him a lot but something about nick triumphing nick having these problems that we know about instantly you bootstrap that the idea of somebody who can't help but be addicted to drugs or whatever it is or addicted to these certain experiences and so when you see somebody go through this evolution and then suddenly die after finally reaching a place where he could maybe change boom mm -hmm. done well i just hope felix doesn't go out in a blaze of glory <laughs> uh, what was what is the reference to that yeah can you explain it's that the name, oh, the, name the, the, the next episode yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that i because i was watching like next up because i saw next up blaze of glory when I was taking notes. <laughs> oh, well, 
Say goodbye, Felix Carlucci. <laughs> Your time on The Walking Dead World Beyond has ended. Snuff. Right. That would really, that would really stink. I mean, if he does die, at least I hope it's at least in the last last or second to last episode. Yeah, of this season, right? Yeah, yeah. But you mm-hmm. but you would still bet on Iris, right? Um, I I mean, I say Iris just because I think it would be like totally shocking. I mean, I don't actually think that would happen, but I think it it would be incredibly unexpected. Um, I mean, I think Silas and Elton are on borrowed time. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually tangent just a little bit and this is going to stay on the show but you you want to talk about shocking i watched the first two episodes of utopia on amazon prime and first of all there you get to know these characters right and within the first few episodes they are murking them and i am not sure if i like this show i've never seen anything like this where you <laughs> i start to identify with these characters you're like cheering them on you're getting to hear about the setup of the show and it, it's completely bizarre but then like they start murdering these people that you're connecting with like like already and there's something like like half revolting but half intriguing about seeing it through and you want to talk about shock in the first few episodes i i recommend you guys watching it if only to help me get through it you know Because there's, I mean, so many crazy things happen. In the first, oh my, I can't believe it. I, I rec- last time you told me to watch a show, I couldn't get that. I couldn't get my life back. I don't know. I never get that time back. <laughs> what, what, what show was that? What was it? The The Order? Is that what it's oh, called? Oh my God! I'm, st- right? I'm not sorry. I told you to stop watching multiple times. I said stop. I know, but I couldn't. I watched the it's whole like, thing. It's like, you, know, there's a, you know, there's another season. It's like, it's like watch. Fuck that shit. No, it doesn't <laughs> no, deserve no. it. I thought it was over after three seasons. They hit. They just put out another season. For the fourth se- Come on. And it's just as awful as the first, right? I have not watched the new season. Okay. Well, I won't. Well, I won't. I'm, I'm saying I the third. The third is what I'm saying. Like, <sighs> I'm not judging yeah. you. I'm just saying you're saying it yourself. And I was yeah. trying to, like, I couldn't get past the second episode. And Anyway, yeah. so get, getting back to the point is like, I need a second pair of eyes. To, I need somebody to fold me. <laughs> Help me. I, I need somebody to hold me. I just yeah. feel weird. I feel weird. Like there's something about connecting with characters that they just ill. That that right there is the main reason I will never watch Game of Thrones. That's all I heard about that show I is see. they like immediately kill off their main character. And I'm like, that's ter- That's a terrible show. Why would anybody watch that? How do you kill off your main characters I, immediately? I see your point. I see your point i think this show is a little bit it's this weird thing where the show's compelling enough that to make you want to watch it like game of thrones was a slow build right obviously it was setting itself up for many seasons i don't know how long the season's going this uh, this series is going to last they just keep killing people that you, that you <laughs> learn to love not gonna have anybody left ah! uh, okay she supports game of thrones okay all right well blaze of glory <laughs> anyway <laughs> right literally <laughs> all, all right so i guess let's uh, to, to 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 just cap off this entire experience this entire episode do you like this show the overall impression is i'm in it i'm i'm oh yeah i'm good let's keep going yep. i'm excited yep. to see what ha- i'm i'm excited to see what happens i'm this, I the too. setup was amazing in my opinion maybe some of the execution could have been better but again pilotitis i always throw that over my shoulder uh, we might have been saying the same things about uh walking dead episode one and fear the walking dead episode one but we didn't we didn't get to cover those so this is this is extra exciting consi- yes exactly and consider the time to <laughs> 2010 we'd never seen anything like the walking dead there's there was nothing like that it, mm-hmm. it was either hokey or obviously going to go bad or miniseries or but nothing in the genre nothing that kind of compared i could maybe point to some things but nothing 
that had this like existential overhang on it. Like nothing you could do could you could escape from. You could you, you couldn't escape from this. But this this is cool. I'm glad we're covering this first episode of this first series of the, yes. the Walking Walking Dead universe. So Sharon, are you saying yes? It's awesome. I love it. This this the Walking Dead world beyond. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. good. Yeah. So let's 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 leave it here. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you guys making it out here. You guys meaning Sharon D, but also <laughs> those of you on coffee.com slash squawking dead who are going to be watching this as an unedited episode. Appreciate it. First of all, if you want to join us in the recordings um, and you want a piece of these unedited episodes, hit us up at ko-fi.com slash squawking dead for less than a cup of coffee. Uh, one time buy will get you 30 days of access, but a subscription of a coffee a month at least uh, will get you continuous access to our behind the scenes content, bonus content, unedited episodes, and to join us in these recording sessions where we chop the shit out of these down before they premiere publicly. You get to be behind the scenes where we fuck up and we start editing things out. The pre-show, the post-show, we talk about bullshit. Dave sings. Dave sings, apparently. I, I didn't even notice, but I guess it, I guess I did. <laughs> oh, I was singing the song in Brian's promo, which I forgot to mention at the end of the episode, or the beginning of the episode. Um, I did a little editing of Brian Castrillo's TWD Universe Ultimate Fan cameo that he got from Kari Payton. I told him expressly, I said, don't watch this yet. Get your phone out. Get another phone out. Watch yourself watching this for the first time. We can do something fun. You can show it to Kari and Cameo and hopefully they'll put it up as like some sort of reaction video. And he did that. It wasn't perfect. The sound went in and out, but I compensated for it. And so what I did was I did what I used to do much more with these other giveaways was create this like little promo thing where I put some backing music. I put a little intro saying, congratulations, Brian, you're the, the TW Universe's ultimate fan. And then it launched into his the beginning of his reaction video I, I fixed the audio and then because it's a widescreen video thank god he filmed in wide, widescreen right i was able to put kari with his vertical video on the right where he's holding his phone and so that part worked for, perfectly i put subtitles to kind of fill in the gaps of where the sound might not have been great and the, the music was just very energetic and so i was singing the music <laughs> right before <laughs> we started recording um because now it's in my head and it just it just drives this is the stuff i used to run to by when i used to run which is a long time ago and uh it's just really fucking cool was it chasing you uh it felt like it was or i was chasing after something no i'm chasing after walkers yeah, yeah. well my mom can't run anymore she tore her uh mcl for the second time oh she she's had five knee surgeries and still keeps running anyway she she like will jokingly you know ask me to go running and i'm like why is something chasing you that's, <laughs> that's always my response something are you chasing me and for what yeah. well why what did i do uh <laughs> well every year we have a um we have a zombie run oh. here in town and so people get all decked up and everything and i've done my mom's makeup for several of these races oh. and i'm like that's probably the only time you'll get me involved in a race and that's because i'll see these zombies behind me and i'm booking it <laughs> mm. peace out <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tore my meniscus uh, laterally. It's yeah. I don't know. I just I I hadn't run. run. I know I did. I did a couple of I did a couple of turkey trots. I did like oh. just some five k stuff, and it was just turned out poorly. I mean, I just need to lose weight. To be honest, that's the only reason why I I, I had problems is because of weight. If I just mm -hmm. dropped the weight, it, I wouldn't have as many problems, and I could run and be totally fine. But oh, I can't breathe. <clears throat> I can't. Breathe. I can't either. I have I have breathing problems. But you know, I got used to it. I mean, that's the thing. Over time, I got used.
used to it. And and then my knee bro- my knee blew out. Man, there you go. And I, that just basically ended that. I'm I'm not counting myself out just yet. The music, by the way, for anybody who's interested, is Anne Berlin. It's one of one of the last albums. I urge you to check it out. It's on all our social media: IG, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, well, you're going to hear from us soon as we're going to be covering Fear the Walking Dead's season premiere of season six, as well as The Walking Dead World Beyond's second episode of its first season, <laughs> Blaze of Glory. What's what's well, Sharony? What is the title of the season premiere for season six of Fear the Walking Dead? Wait, no, for season six. <laughs> Blaze of glory. Uh, oh my god i thought she was just repeating oh it and then my god. eyes adjust i'm like oh base of gory gotcha gory oh i love it uh, i don't know the end is oh, the beginning the end is the beginning now i bet the end the last episode is called the beginning is the end <laughs> so the, our episode 103 is going to be fear the walking dead season six episode one and then episode 104 is going to be the walk dead world beyond episode two first season episode <laughs> episode six is called bury her next to jasper's leg what <laughs> So somebody's getting his leg cut off. That wait, are you serious? Yeah, episode six of Fear the Walking Dead, season six. Yeah, bury her next to Jasper's leg. Who's her? Who's Jasper? Who's Deanna? <laughs> Who's Deanna? <laughs> yeah, we're going all. We're going full country. Never go full country. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. All right. All right. We've had our fun. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you very soon. Thank you for, for those of you who, okay. And I must say this for those of you who do support us. Thank you. We just ran out of money. Thank you. <laughs> Shandy threw the first $3 in the plus category. Like, to be real with you, we are negative. Always negative. We're running a negative operation, but we had some money to use for this giveaway, this recent um, uh, TWD Universe Ultimate Fan thing, and also the TWD Family's Ultimate Members thing. I used it to buy the prizes. I am forever grateful that it could do that. That's that's the thing. If I had to use my own money, those there wouldn't have been as nearly as many prizes, okay? Just so you know. Not nearly. But the fact that we did have that kind of money made it that much more awesome when it all went down so thank you Sharony. thank you any all of you who and i thank you every month i have percolation nation i, I release that to, to thank you i can't thank you enough i would like to do more of these things that make people happy in the future but we're going to be paying our bills very soon and i'll be putting the bill so if you could find other people to actually support the show that'd be great but thank you very much we'll see you very soon happy to be back again second episode for being back covering an actual episode i'm hoping all of this stuff makes sense because we're kind of out there today but I appreciate all the input you guys have given, both of you. I and I appreciate that you, that you put up with my sometimes rambling manner. Have a good <laughs> night, everybody. Take care. We'll see you very soon. And goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Go home. Goodbye. Nothing to see here. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the fade out comes in. Anyway. Right.